Welcome, 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 welcome to yet another episode of the Don't Be Broke, Be Woke podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Solomon. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. My apologies for not having an episode last week. Had a lot of things going on with the business expanding, the Don't Be Broke, Be Woke enterprise expanding to some other stuff and was really, really focused on that. And I promise that the next time I decide not to have a podcast, an episode, I'll let you guys know in advance. I know you guys are dedicated fans and my apologies there. I am happy to say though that the episode prior with Latoya Robinson as our guest was probably the most popular episode from a download perspective in a very short period of time. I've had more downloads from other prior episodes from, you know, the first 10 or so, but these episodes have been there for six, seven, eight months now, but this episode has actually gotten a hundred downloads in a week plus time, which has never really happened with any of the episodes. So I'm grateful for you guys for listening. I'm grateful for Latoya for giving us, you know, a little bit of her precious time. I know how busy she is and the comments and feedback have been so positive that Latoya will definitely be back soon for us to continue our conversation on all things real estate, option trading, crypto investing, etc. So happy there. So for today's episode, I'm sure I caught everybody off guard when I said debt is good, considering my conversations about, you know, being debt free and having enough money to be able to invest more. And so that way debt is, is bad and bad. But I wanted to discuss debt in, in another light because I think we get too caught up in debt being bad. And sure, it is bad. And it's, it's particularly bad for people who use debt to finance or pay for things that either one, they have no way to pay it back immediately, and two, that don't actually bring any value in the actual purchase. And so two examples of that. If you have a credit card and you basically use that credit card out of the blue to basically buy yourself $900 pair of, I don't even know, $900 pair of shoes. Now, let me just say that if you're spending $900 on some shoes, we have bigger conversations. But let's just say you're using that credit card to basically buy $900 pair of shoes or to rack up expenses worth $900, if that's better for y'all. Why is the question. Why would you spend $900 on your credit card? Is it because you didn't have the money in your bank account? Okay, well, if you don't have the money, you shouldn't spend it. Okay. Is it because you didn't want to spend the money on your credit card because, you know, in case something happened and you wanted to have that money in your bank account, so you use your credit card? Well, are you going to pay it back immediately with the money that you have in your bank account? No, then you shouldn't spend it, right? Those are the type of debt that's really bad. Using credit to buy, make purchases, to get stuff that one, you either don't need or that don't bring you any value. Now, if you basically use it and you pay it right back with the money that you have in your bank account, then we have no issues there. Though I'm still trying to figure out why would you rack up $900 worth of stuff on your credit cards unless against you were paying bills with the cards to get points. But different scenario here, right? If you get a loan, let's say you get a loan. Let's say you go online and you say, oh, I'm going to get a loan. You get this loan and you use the money and you finance a trip or you basically decide you're going to use the money to buy furniture for your house. Okay. What's wrong here? What's wrong with this picture? Why? 
So now you just put yourself in debt. Why? To finance the furniture in your house? Who are you flexing for? You want some seats? Go to Walmart, get yourself some chairs, and then build your house up as needed with your money that you're getting. Don't go get a loan to do that crap. You're going to get a loan to finance a trip? Okay. So you're going to come back from the trip and then be in debt? Are you going to finance your wedding? So your wedding is over, but yet you're making payments on a great day? No. Those are the way people actually get in debt, right? They use their money to buy or get things that really you didn't have the money for it today. So you're financing it and now you're stuck paying a bill over time. By the way, part of the reason why people get into these debt is because it's like, it's, I don't want to say it's buyer's remorse, but it's like, damn, I paid for this thing. It was gone so quick, but look at this. Six months later, I'm still paying for it. And like that makes people so bitter about it. And it's not really worth it. If you're basically using your credit card as a way to accumulate points and you're paying off the card very quickly after, then that's not basically using your card for anything wrong, right? Because you were going to use your card, your debit card for it. You use your card. So that doesn't really count as debt, right? If you get a house, you have a debt, right? You have a house mortgage. It's a debt. But how else are you supposed to get the house? Pay cash, right? Now, Also, people look at the house as an investment, right? It's an investment. Eh. An investment is, I would say, and we can argue this, right? An investment would be an investment property. You buy a house or houses that you then rent out that then provides you with some residual passive income. That is a true investment, okay? Because let me ask you this. If you bought the house, right? If you bought the house and you're making payments on it, And the property value of the house never increases. And then you have to move. What kind of investment was that? It was almost like you paid rent, right? Let's say you bought the house and the property value in the neighborhood drops. And now your house is worth more than when you bought it. And then now you have to move. Was that an investment? You just paid rent. How come? So I think I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy a house, but I would be careful with making that an investment. Unless the house helps you by increasing its value, and then you use the equity in the house, as Latoya eloquently put it a couple weeks ago, to then put it in the market, redo your house, pay off debt. Now that is an investment because your house helped you do something that got you better off. An investment has to be better in return. It has to provide you with a return that makes you better. And I wouldn't say that buying a house on its own is making you better. It could make you more responsible, et cetera, at first. But over time, a house is a lot of work, it's a lot of expenses, et cetera. And so hopefully for you, and this is the hope of anybody who buys a house, is that eventually at the time you bought it, it is worth a lot more than by the time you sell it. So let's talk about a car. Oh, by the way, houses and cars tend to be a better quote unquote debt because they usually have a lower interest rate than say credit cards. Now, I say that for cars, that's not always true, because I remember when I bought my first car on my own, and I was already like 30-something years old, 32 years old or 33, I don't remember that, the age specifically, I had like a 19% APR on my car, which was outrageous, but my credit score was 540, something like that, but that's what I could get. It was a necessary debt, right? It was a necessary debt. Now, what do you think should happen if you have to get a car with such a high interest rate? You get this high debt, but what do you think should happen? Well, you have the car, 
get to work, you pay your stuff, you eventually try to get out of debt or pay off and get your credit good. Your goal is to refinance your actual car loan. And I wouldn't refinance it to extend the term, but I would refinance it to get a better interest rate. You do that and it then helps you save money, right? So you can use debt or leverage debt to help you save money and to help you potentially pay debt sooner. You can do that with debt. So this is where debt becomes, I don't want to say good, but you can use it to your advantage. If you were bad with money and you got bad credit, I'll give you an example with the house. If you get a house, you only need 580 credit score, something like that, 610, whatever. You're going to be able to get the house. The idea, of course, is when you get the house with the 5% money down, with the PMI, etc. the idea, right? The idea as the homeowner is that, and you'll get a really good interest rate, but you're not getting the best. But the idea is after a couple of years, you've worked on your credit. Guess what you could do? You can refinance your house, potentially get it on a regular mortgage loan instead of an FHA loan, a traditional loan. And so now you you save yourself in your monthly payments going forward. So you can leverage this debt initially to get you what you need, but then you work on getting better to then refinance to potentially get you reduce APR, which in turn reduces your interest that you're paying, which then helps you pay off the loan quicker. Right. So, yes, debt can be bad, but it can be good and help you get what you need to eventually be better and save more money later. Right? So this is actually a way that debt can help you do that. Look, I am building this business and initially I do not need any type of loans. But as my business grow, I may need a business loan and there is no business out there. That has not become big without a loan. And a loan is a debt. You cannot become or achieve things as a business or whatever if you don't actually get seed or money to help you get there. Either it be from people or from a bank or from investors, whatever the case may be. But the idea, of course, is to use this loan to be better, to grow to then allow you to actually expand and make more money. And eventually you can pay off your debt, right? In the case of the business, debt can be good because it allows you to actually do things. When debt is bad is when you use it unresponsibly, okay? That's really it, is that if you have debt or if you accumulate debt and you accumulate at a higher rate than what you can actually make, And that's the other thing, right, is that people spend more than they make. And in turn, you're making minimum or smaller payments. And so you never get out of that cycle. Look, I'm going to tell you all, I used to take payday loans. Okay. Yep. Payday loans. Them joints have like 349% APR. I didn't care. They were giving me $500 on a Friday. And that's all I remember. 500 now, I knew I had to pay like 650 or whatever it was two weeks from now. I didn't know I was going to do it, but I had, I needed it, right? But here's the problem. If you do it because you have an emergency, all right? And this is important. If you do it because you have an emergency, and this is very hardship kind of stuff, but if you do it when you have an emergency and you have to, you have no other way, and now it becomes something that you have to continue to do, 
you're screwed. Okay. So you almost have to think about that. Can you take a payday loan or take a loan out or pay for something that you need now, pay it back without needing it again immediately? If you cannot answer that with a yes, then you know you're in trouble because the moment you have to borrow that money and you cannot pay it back and not being able to rely on that money again, then there's a problem, right? And that's kind of the thing with credit cards the same. If you max out a credit card within a short amount of time, now you have to pay it back. And all of a sudden you feel like you need to use other credit cards. It's the same thing. Now you get into that cycle of using your credit card to pay for stuff that you shouldn't even be doing or buying or getting. And now you're stuck. Okay. All right. Secured credit cards, right? Why would somebody get it? Well, that's because their credit's bad, but you need that debt, right? You need it because it in turns helps you. You can rent a car and other stuff using your credit card that you can't use your debit card for, like a hotel. Yes, you can use a debit card, but they're going to put a hold. Do you want them to put a hold on your own money? Now, your secure card is like your own money, but at least it's a seed that you put down that then helps you. I still have my secured card from nine years ago. I still have it. So active. About $300 in it. Ugly card, right? Ugly card. And I don't know if I ever told you guys this story. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. But this is why you have to be humbled with your decisions. And if you're going to use debt, you have to use it to help you. I was homeless. You know, I got my card and all this other stuff. And I was working at, at Green Sky Now. And I remember the first time I had to travel and I had to go to Chicago. So a marketing person came and said, hey, Adrian, um, you just have to book your flight. And funny, at the time I was making something like, this was like 2014-ish. Yeah, so seven years plus ago. I was making like 38K. Woo, poverty line. But my marketing was like, hey, you have to book your flight. And I was like, sure thing, baby. Booked that flight. You know, I was like, okay, I'll book that flight. And they're like, your, your hotel's already booked for you. So, you know, you just have to go. So I'm like, cool. So I flew out to Chicago, got there, got my little, I don't know if there was Uber at the time, but I got my little taxi cab to take us to the W downtown. So when I got there, it was like, everybody was there. I was like, you know, my boss, my bosses, some other people there. And I'm like, this was my first time traveling with the company, by the way. And so I said, look, I'm going to go ahead and check in. But as I was get there, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I have to give a card because I know they said they booked it because they have to book all the rooms together. So I get there and I use my card. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's it's not going through. And I'm like, really? That's plenty of money on it. Now, I'm saying that to her, right? But deep down, I know this card only got $300 on it. And I'm thinking she's trying to put a hold. And I said, well, how much are you trying to put on this card? She was like, something like $800. And I'm like, oh, hold up, $800. Now, funny enough, I had the money on my bank account. But I didn't want them to put a hold of $800 on my debit card for three nights that I was not going to have access to. So I went and called my boss. I'm sure if he's going to listen to this episode, he's going to smile because he's probably going to remember this vividly. But I went to Jeffrey and I said, hey, Jeffrey, can you? And he was like, oh, no problem. And, you know, he's, he was kind of smooth with it and said, sure. And he was like, I'm paying for my friend Adrian here. And what? I had no shame. I was ashamed, but I had no shame because my situation was I couldn't pay for this. Right. But what did that teach me? What did that basically show me? That I had work to do as a human being. Sure, 
It paid, didn't end up in a catastrophe. Can you imagine if I was on my own? I would have been screwed. But all it did was really drive me to make sure that I had my cards. Now, I got a ton. As a matter of fact, I pay for people when I travel. I'm the Jeffrey now. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I'll use my card. But I leveraged that debt, that card, to help me get to a point where I was so, I was better. And I remember when I get my Amex and it was like, Amex? I was like, me? How the hell I get an Amex? Moi? But that's using debt initially to help you get in a better situation. And now, <laughs> like everything, you have to be disciplined and you have to be mindful because when you're in that better situation, you're going to have opportunities to go crazy, but you got to be careful. So once your credit gets good, you don't go in and get loans. You don't get these cards and rack them up because, oh, my God, Amex just gave me 25K. What am I going to buy? No, it is a privilege, right? Having access to good credit stuff should be a privilege, but it's not something you should take advantage of, right? And I'm going to use a final example here. And this is, you know, I work for a company in which we talk to home improvement contractors about leveraging financing so they can increase their business. How does that work? Simple. If you're a home improvement contractor and you sell windows, you're going to go to a customer's house. You're going to give them a quote. Okay. You can go to the customer's house and you can say, Hey, this is going to cost you about ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 to get these windows done. How do you want to pay for it? Okay. So you have contractor A on the side. That's that dude. Then you have contractor B that comes in and say, Hey, we can do these 15 windows. And we have a couple options for you. Right now, we have a promotion running for 12 months where you don't pay any interest. You can just pay the loan off in 12 months, right? So if you were ready to write us a check today for $12,000, keep that money in your pocket, pay it off at the end of the 12 months. Or you can pay this stuff for uh, about 175 bucks a month. Which way do you want to go? If you're a consumer, right? If you're a consumer, which way are you going to go? Probably not with the guy who basically said, it's going to cost you ten dollars to $15,000. Why? Well, it's psychological, but at the end of the day is if you have the money, you don't want to spend it. You don't want to separate yourself from it, right? But at the same time, you don't want to go in debt. So like, what do you do, right? Well, you use somebody else's money understanding that you're not going to pay off this loan for 10 years, right? Today, you're not separating yourself on it. You can put that money away, keep that money in your high yield savings so it can get some nice dividend and you can pull it out in 12 months and pay it off cash. So that way, you know, you didn't pay any interest. That's very popular because if you're going to get 10, 15 windows at your house, you probably already have the cash, right? In a lot of cases, not all the time, but you have the money sitting there, but why spend it today when you can leave it somewhere to grow, right? Leave it somewhere to grow. And so now you got something done today without paying anything for it, and you can pay it off later by having that money grow for you. And this is just the investment part of it that's going. Or if you want to basically pay a very low monthly payment by using someone else's money, you could do that because you just made an investment in your house. That investment being you used a loan to add features to your house that then potentially increases the value of your house that could even lower your potential energy bill. So sure, it's probably not the same, but you did not just take a loan out to finance a trip. So 
the differences on using the debt is very different. And those are situations where debt is, in my opinion, good. I listened to some Dave Ramsey and I don't agree that you should not be yourself in debt because I think, I think if you have the capability of getting a loan to pay for something like a home improvement project in your house, you should do it. It is no different than doing a refinance cash option, pulling the money out. It's the same thing. You're still taking a loan out. Still same thing, right? It becomes part of your mortgage payment. So what's the difference, right? Maybe the fact that you can't write off the loan interest, but you can leverage some debt to get you where you need to be or to get certain things done that can be beneficial to you. So yes, debt has this negative connotation to it, but debt is also a vehicle that can help you become successful because, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Right now, Apple's sitting on something like $250 billion in cash. That's what a B, right? They borrow money like crazy. Why? Because it's better for them to keep their money sitting in a place where it's growing at, let's say, 5% interest when they can borrow at like 3% interest. So that money grows. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. And Apple has the cash, so you know they can pay it off whenever they want, but they borrow because they want to use their own money. Rich people, people who have money, use other people's money. Why? Because it's time value of money, baby. You can do that when you have the money because you're not putting yourself in a bad situation. So it goes back to what I said initially. If you don't have the money and what you're about to do or buy or get is not going to be something of value, then you should not do it. All right. This is how you actually get in debt. So I have leveraged debt to basically get me pretty much everything I have, but in a good way without putting myself in a financial bind, right? I've paid stuff off. I've gotten this, gotten the house, gotten cars, blah, 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 with knowing that I have a limit, that I have a limit, and you should know what yours is. So I know today's discussion was a little bit all over the place, but I've had a lot of discussion about people talking about debt and debt is good and debt is bad. You shouldn't do this. It really depends on the situation as far as I'm concerned. But I think at the end of the day, debt can be good because it can provide you with the actual access that you need to get things done or things that you need. As long as whatever you're getting and whatever you're doing is not actually at the detriment of putting you in debt, putting you in a situation where you cannot pay it back. Because in that case, it's actually worse for you. So. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode. Again, my apologies for not having anything last week. Guys, check out the IG page. Don't be broke, be woke. A lot of contents, a lot of information, a lot of conversation on the side. I'm loving the interaction that I'm having, especially on the DMs in regards to a lot of different questions that people have about all type of financial stuff. More than happy to reply. In regards to the podcast, what I'm asking everybody to do listen to this episode is please go on on apple and leave me some star review leave me a comment that will help branch the podcast to more folks please share subscribe i appreciate you i'm going to start calling you guys my wokers because you guys are listening so you guys are staying woke as always don't be broke be woke talk to you guys later wokers <laughs>